0: What tish is a car would say the summer 2023 transfer window over the last seven days has gone from about gear two all the way through to gear six. It's proper kicked off now. Everything's happening. Here's just about every single major deal that has gone down over the past seven days. And we start with Ilkay Gundogan who has left Manchester City on a free transfer. A two-year deal valid until June 2025 has now been signed with Barcelona over in Spain. All credit to Barcelona Owner. Those FFP dragons are circulating over the top of their heads, but somehow they keep getting around it. So getting a player of the quality of Ilkay Gundogan, who was arguably the most formed player in world football in the second half of the 2022-2023 campaign, is an absolute steal for them. And um, you're looking at Manchester City, you're thinking, why on earth have you let such an important player go? But we know how Manchester City operate. They're going to have several irons in the transfer fire. So no doubt they're going to sign an even better player from some somewhere or somehow to replace a player who might just be the best in Europe in the second half of last season. Bernardo Silva. PSG apparently are considering making a move for him but there was rumours last night we're sat here on Thursday the 22nd of June 2023 at about 11.33 in the morning this is when I'm sat here making this video and there was rumours last night on Twitter saying that Saudi Arabia was going to be the destination for Bernardo Silva. 28 years old after what happened with Ruben Neves you're thinking oh god it's the end of football even players in their prime and going to Saudi Arabia. But Fabrizio Romano, our lord and saviour, is saying that is not the case. But a move to Barcelona, in the words of Fabrizio, is off now for Bernardo Silva because of those aforementioned FFP regulations. But instead of outgoings at Manchester City, let's speak about incomings. Because Gundogan and maybe Silva, they look like they're gone. But in their place, one has already arrived. That is Kovacic from Chelsea. City will pay a guaranteed fee of £25 £5 will also be included in add-ons to be activated only if and when Manchester City win titles which is going to happen and it's not bonuses based on the players' performances. It's a very interesting deal because you think of the attack and prowess of Gundogan especially and Kovacic just doesn't have that in his locker. Yes, he's capable of scoring a worldie from time to time. Yes, he's a very tenacious player, a high energy player. No doubt that Pep has seen something in him that will fit his uh, highly regimented, highly drilled uh, system at Manchester City or make it work. But you're thinking there's a light like-for-like replacement for Ilkay Gundogan, it can't be the case. You would assume that once more, there would be another player coming into Manchester City who will be able to bomb on and maybe support the likes of Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland up front. So Kovacic has gone to Chelsea. The thingy, He's getting on a bit. He's around that 30-years-of-age bracket, so the £30 million deal by modern day standard is 30 million the new 10 million I don't know but it feels like a fair price for a player who is very good let's not forget the Creation international and all the good things he's done on the international stage as well and Declan Rice Manchester City have apparently ended the chat today the 22nd of June game was sat here Arsenal have been linked heavily with Declan Rice over the past well ever since the end of the season really ever since Declan Rice lifted that Europa Conference League trophy it seems like Arsenal has been his destination they've had two bids rejected for Declan Rice the first was around 80 million pounds and the second was around 90 million pounds but West Ham have apparently told Arsenal that they want over 100 million pounds for Declan Rice it's an interesting situation because after that Europa Conference League final David Sullivan appeared on TalkSport and he said that Rice wants to leave he doesn't want stay. He sacrificed like £10 million or something in earnings because he turned down an improved new contract from West Ham. So you've got to think there's going to be a situation in the not-too-distant future where Declan Rice is going to say to that West Ham board, now stop collaborate, and Listen, I want to go and you're pricing me out of a move so keep your eyes on this one. Rice has got two years left on his West Ham deal. More Arsenal incomings. Kai Havertz it is a deal that's set to be completed today again, Thursday the 22nd of June. £60 million guaranteed fee according to Fabrizio 5 million add-ons a long term deal has been agreed medical tests have not yet been passed but are scheduled Havertz will sign the contract this week and the documents are being prepared and it's such an interesting one because you have to think that Mikel Arteta will have a clear and different plan to how Kai Havertz has been used for Chelsea especially over the past year he has been employed as a centre forward by and large by Chelsea but it's clear that he is not that he is not a clinical centre forward but he is one hell of a a silver player, not a slinky player, he's not that dog off the bloody toy story. He's a silky player to watch, unbelievable touch, he's a very pleasing player on the eye, and no doubt he'll fit into an Arsenal system, maybe behind Gabriel Jesus and Eddie Nketiah and people like that up front. So it's going to be interesting to see how Mikel Arteta clearly uses a very, very talented player, but someone who is not a prolific centre-forward. Arsenal have apparently also held talks with Southampton over Romeo Lavia, Le- uh, who, you know, stole all the headlines for them in their relegation campaign, but he arrived from Manchester City, a relative unknown, and he's developed into one of the Premier Leagues. Young Emerging talents, I guess you put it on, as you I guess you would, wouldn't you? And they're also in for this is Arsenal pronouns, pal. Jurian Timber from Ajax, they had a, a 30 million uh, euro offer turned down and laughed up by many this week, but apparently negotiations will continue between Ajax and Arsenal in the next hours and days. A new bid is expected soon, but the player crucially has already agreed personal terms. And I always find that weird with transfers, how clubs can negotiate the terms before the fee has been agreed. Back in my day, that was called tapping up, wasn't it? What's changed in the rules? Arsenal, on the outgoing front, have released Ainsley Merton-Niles, who has been relegated more times than I've had hot dinners. And considering I'm a fat lad, that's a lot of hot dinners indeed. And apparently they've also agreed a new multi-year deal with Reese. Nelson over to Chelsea and this is an interesting situation developing here Koulibaly to Al-Hilal is happening, Uh, Mendy the goalkeeper to Al-Ali is happening, Ziyech to Al-Nasir is being checked but is expected uh, to happen soon on a deal until 2026 you think of Koulibaly, you think of the massive fee that Chelsea paid for him last summer, you think about his performances and the fact that really Chelsea want rid because he's been shocking but nobody wants to pay the money that Chelsea want for him because he's been shocking so Chelsea are sending them over to Saudi Arabia and Todd Bowley, the owner of Chelsea, used a thing that's involved in Saudi Arabian piff and all that sort of thing to acquire Chelsea. The the, the big crowdfunding thing, whatever you call it. So it's an interesting scenario there. We'll have to keep our eyes on that one because it seems like nobody is going to take Koulibaly especially for the fee that Chelsea want so they're sent into a thing that is loosely affiliated with Todd Bowley and Chelsea. Hopefully this is not some dirty doings that will ruin football forever. N'Golo Kante was also confirmed as an Al-Itihab player this week a 25 million euro salary per season until 2027 on a four year deal making it 100 million euros total as a fixed package plus commercial deals and image rights and once again as I said on a video very recently on this very channel he's completed football mates just about over here in Europe he's 32 years of age I think he's uh, obviously the injuries have been piling up the longer and longer he's been over here in England and his style of play you got to expect that sort of thing he's all the time, everywhere. He's everywhere all the time. That's what I'm trying to say. So the fact he's gone over there to take the money, you kind of blame him at that stage of his career. Chelsea have also rejected My United's second offer for Mason Mount. Apparently, it was £50 million the second time, £40 million the first time. We've been told that My United won't pay a crazy fee, but talks will continue. So you've got to wonder, is Mason Mount worth at least £60 million? In my opinion, just looking at the facts and the figures, the goals and the assists, I would say not. But the fact that... Lots of top quality managers. Uh, I don't include Gareth Southgate in that because he's not been older. He's doing good stuff for England. Um, that's Southgate, that is, not Mason Mount. The fact that managers keep getting interested in Mason Mount probably tells you that they see something that us mere muggles, us football fans who aren't in the game, don't see. So maybe he is worth £60 million. I don't know, but it looks like that's it. that situation is going to rumble on. And Christopher and Nkunku... God, God. And Kunku from RB Leipzig is finally signed for Chelsea. It's a very interesting deal. Because he agreed to join in the summer of 2022 when Chelsea were a very different team to the team that finished the 2022-2023 season in 12th position and with no European football. If he stayed at RB Leipzig, ironically, he would be in the Champions League. But now that he's left, he's not going to be in the Champions League next season. But then again, you would expect Chelsea to bounce back under Murcio Pochettino. Surely they can't be any worse than they were, especially in the second half of last season. That's a six-year deal uh, for Christopher Nkunku at Chelsea from RB Leipzig and also Chelsea have apparently agreed personal terms with Moises Caicedo but are yet to meet Brighton's £100 asking price once again the contract's been signed before the deal has been agreed the horse before the cart some might say Chelsea are also in for Nico Jackson from Villarreal one of this because that's a, a big thing for Chelsea last season the fact they had no proper centre forward as I said earlier Kai Havertz up there not a centre forward Romelu Lukaku not at the football club that's a big a big weird thing Thing for me, but we'll get on that a little bit later on, so getting someone like Jackson in it makes absolute se- all the sense in the world 35 million euro release clause has been met, club's negotiation installments or loan placed to be included in the deal, uh, the contract is being prepared, Jackson will fly to London where his team have been for the last little while so expect that one to go through quite soon indeed, uh, Lukaku on him, he's turned down and moved to Saudi Arabia, so he doesn't want to do that. But it would appear that Chelsea don't want to keep him, so where he's going to go, we've got no idea at the moment. It would appear that him going back into Milan... You, know, you take that Champions League final out of the equation, which is obviously a bit of a big game to take out the equation. He's still a fantastic player with a pretty good goal scoring record. Fought into Milan, it seems that like Italian football just suits him down to the ground. Chelsea don't want him; they apparently do want to keep him within reason, of course, because Chelsea did pay that ninety-seven million pound, whatever it was, a couple of years ago. So you would expect him to go back there. But it is just strange how Chelsea have no options up front, but they do have this guy on the book still, but they don't want to keep him. It's a weird situation with Lukaku. I still think there's a good player. And there personally Sandro Tanali, ding dong Newcastle have now reached an agreement on a personal terms basis with him 8 million euros uh, season per net for a salary with 2 million add-ons based on performance and stuff like that uh, the contract will be valid until June 2029 waiting on the two clubs to complete their final agreement on a structured 70 million euro deal this is apparently Eddie Howe's main transfer target for a midfield reinforcement this summer we've obviously seen the talks of Barella over the last week or so but he doesn't want to come to the Premier League so that's fair enough what's the next best thing in Italian football if that's the market that Newcastle want to exploit you would say it is Tonali he's everything that Newcastle need for a midfield player playing under Eddie Howe the high energy the endless running the runs from deep supporting the forward players he's got a set piece on him as well I think he was uh, AC Milan's uh, primary source a corner taker, free kick taker last season. So that a light of fire under Kieran Trippier's arch, which is also a good thing for Newcastle. So it is a signing that you maybe wouldn't expect to happen this summer. It felt like a sign that could potentially happen in years to come when Newcastle were a bit higher. You would think up the pecking order, but 23 years of age, his already glowing reputation on the continent, it's a signing that makes your mouth water, quite literally, as a Newcastle fan. Keeping with Newcastle, James Madison remains on their radar, but 90minute.com are saying uh, Leicester are sticking firm to their sixty million valuation of the player. I don't think Newcastle are gonna play that because he's only got one year left on his deal. But Spurs apparently are also in and apparently the player favors a move to Spurs, which he would put down to personal reasons, being from, you know well, he's from he's from the Norwich area, isn't he? So, um he would expect just the fact he's from that, from the from the south of the country, wanting to stay in the south instead of coming up here to the grim north where we still mine coal and stuff like that. It makes all the sense in the world and it's fair enough that the player wants to do that. It can't be for football reasons because Spurs finished eighth. They've got no European football, Newcastle in the Champions League. But it's just a fact if Newcastle want to meet Leicester's valuation, I think that's where the deal will majorly hinge on if the player does indeed not a directly fancy move to Spurs over Newcastle, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Dejan Kulusevski has joined Spurs on a permanent deal this week as well, a thirty million euro fee, which was then sort of worked into his loan contract. Of course, he joined Spurs on loan last season. Uh, that's making the total deal thirty-five million euros. It's a it's a no-brainer for that sort of price. For me, I think he's a wonderful player, very physical forward, uh, tall, rangy, lanky. He's got a goal in him. We all know how good of a player he is. So getting a, getting him over the line on the thirty million euro permanent fee is a very good deal indeed for Spurs. Uh, Tottenham and Empoli are now in uh, advanced talks, I should say, for uh, Vicario, their goalkeeper. It all looked like all signs were pointing to David Rea joining Spurs, but it looks like Spurs are going to get priced out of that move. So they've gone for Vicario instead. 19 million euros is apparently what the deal is going to cost them. A contract valid until June 2028. I know nothing about this man, but what I do know is uh, Hugo Lloris has dropped off massively over the past few years, so this guy has got to be better than Hugo Hugo go, So there you go. It's an improvement for Spurs. Bournemouth. This is a very interesting one. Justin Clivert is on his way to Bournemouth from Roma. Expected to be a nine point five million pound guaranteed fee plus eight hundred and fifty grand in add-ons. This guy was the next best, uh, best excuse me, the next best thing a few years ago. It hasn't quite worked out at Roma. His time at Valencia. It felt like everyone in the world was talking about him, especially because of his second name and who his dad is, of course. But a move to Bournemouth who, of course, are going to be upwardly mobile, in the words of their chairman, Mr. Fully, with uh, Gary O'Neill leaving, and their new manager coming in, Mr. Andonia, because I can't pronounce his second name, because I'm a silly man. Uh, so the fact that getting a player in like J- uh, Justin Claver, he is a named player, he's not the sort of player you would associate with Bournemouth. So the fact that getting them in, a bit of a marquee signing, a very interesting one. Indeed, is he going to use Bournemouth as a stepping stone to get higher up the Premier League? Time will tell, but it's a very interesting one for him, and I think it's a good move for him as well, being a big fish in a relatively small pond in the big sea. That is... The Premier League yes a pond in a sea and Al Hilal agreed a 45 million fee for Wolves midfielder Ruben Neves we spoke about this at length on this week's um, uh, Hold and Give Football podcast is it the end of football that players like uh, Ruben Neves 26 years of age haven't really won anything across their career is it is it a a shame that they're now taking the money over the the sheer competition of football and winning the big prizes over here in Europe Uh, you can't blame them you know a footballer's job is playing football and if you were offered for doing the same job in nicer weather, like 15 times your current salary of course you're going to take it to set up not just your family in this generation, but for several generations to come, but the fact he has gone it feels like a watershed moment, the Bernardo Silva uh, situation, if he does go to Saudi Arabia, again that would take things to a new level, but Ruben Neves apparently was on Barcelona's radar, but talks with them stalled he's gone to Saudi Arabia, I think it's a bit of a shame, but there we go and we end this transfer roundup from the past week with the the, 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 the quickfire news from the continent, Edin has gone to Fernibache on a free deal from it in Milan his contract expired a month ago nine goals in 33 Serie A games last season he's 37 years old it's clear he still can't do a job his partnership with La Tauro Martinez was quite good last season so that's a good sign you would think for Ferdinand for a year or two Rafael Guerrero has completed his medical tests and will be unveiled as a new Bayern Munich player on a three year contract we spoke about that in the last transfer update all the way down that left hand side he's a quality player you can see why they're going to sign him and especially on a free it's a very good deal Evan Dicker is going to Roma on a free transfer again another one of those players you hear about over here in England as having a high reputation in Europe so the fact that Jose Marino is getting him on a free transfer has got to be a very good deal indeed a five year contract for him Real Madrid confirmed, confirmed the loan signing of Hossolu from Espanol. 16 goals in La Liga last season he's on fire for Spain he can't stop scoring for Spain as a Newcastle fan it's such a weird one because he was the definition of a donkey he offered nothing for Newcastle when we signed him under the Rafa Benitez, well, the Mike Ashley Rafa Benitez times uh, from Stoke, just because he was cheap, and he was one of the few, like, sort of, had played in the Premier League before strikers we could afford. So seeing him go on to do these great things for Spain and now it see as a Real Madrid player, they can make that move permanently. Is just on loan for the season. Um, so just the fact that that's happened is absolutely mental but fair play for Hoss for turning his career upside down. Tony Cruz has also signed a new, well has signed a new deal at Real Madrid valid until next summer and uh, next June to be more precise and Dani Sabelos is expected to sign a new deal in the coming days as well and Angel Di Maria is back in benfica after 13 years away he's won just about everything over the 13 years since he left benfica uh he left juventus at the end of uh june um so him going back home i guess you would say especially if you played football manager back in the day Di maria at benfica on football manager back in the day ooh, uh, him going back there at 35 it's emotional and no doubt by the time this video goes live something else will have broken in the world of football so the has let me know what it is down below and i'll see you next time for a transfer update goodbye everyone